This is the How to Share podcast, where we help you find your story, write your story, and share that story with the world. With loads of experience marketing, hotels, restaurants, and influencers, your host, Amy Dreheim, will help you craft stories worth sharing. Stories that do more than sell a room or destination, they inspire. If you're ready to share better stories and improve your marketing strategy, you're in the right place. Here's your host, marketing expert, author, and travel blogger, Amy Dreheim. This is the How to Share podcast, episode number nine. Okay, I've got to start by telling you this story. So my mom texted me the other day, and she said she loves my podcast. So I'm talking to her, and I'm asking her, hey, where are you listening to the podcast? And she goes, well... I was outside for a while, and then I went upstairs, and we actually tried to listen in bed for a while, but fell asleep, so I ended up finishing it while I was in the kitchen today. I laughed so hard. I was asking her what platform she was listening on, like Spotify or Apple, right? It just goes to show that perspective can really change things. Then I looked at myself, right? So I'm 36. And I'm proud of that. I feel like it's the perfect age because I'm sort of straddling the tech-savvy side of the world and the more old-school way of thinking, which is that I don't want too much technology in my life. I still want time to be bored because that's when I've come up with some of my best creative ideas. But sometimes when I talk to my teenage nieces and when I talk to the millennials in my life, They're just talking over my head with the ways they're using technology to make their lives efficient in so many ways. This episode is about how to make marketing more efficient by using technology, and I'm tapping into who else? The class of 2020. This isn't just about technology, though. It's also about what we can learn from their mindset. If there's one thing that brings us together, it's storytelling. And if there's one other thing that brings us together, it's definitely wine. That's why I've partnered with Elk Cove Vineyards to share a perk with my listeners. Visit howtosharepodcast.com wine to get a $10 gift with your wine order. So today we'll talk through the simple tricks, apps, and software the class of 2020 uses to complete their work in top speed and with amazing accuracy. I bet you've used some of these apps before, but I'm guessing that like me, it's never occurred to you to use them in the ways I'm about to share. Second, we'll focus specifically on social media and content creation and why getting on the social media bandwagon might be the best way to get in front of the younger set. Third, we'll explore the beginner's mind. After all, it's human nature to be curious, but for many of us adults, it's easier to stay in our lane than to think outside the box. Finally, we'll talk about resilience. The class of 2020 doesn't get to go to their senior prom. They don't get to walk across a stage. Many of their summer plans have now been canceled, and whether or not they'll start their first semester in a college dorm 
or from their bedroom they grew up in is all still in question. So yeah, we're going to touch on resilience too. Although the class of 2020 is facing so many challenges, they're also growing thicker skin. They're learning to adapt. They're getting schooled on the real world. And they're going to be the future change makers of the world. So let's jump in. The first student we're going to learn from today is Victoria. She's a senior here in Bend, Oregon, about to graduate. Victoria had her pick of colleges. She was accepted into every school she applied to, and I'm pretty sure that number was over a dozen. So how did she do it? The tip that Victoria shared to make writing more efficient knocked me off my feet. Victoria swears by voice to text. She doesn't just swear by it. She completes all of her writing assignments using it. She uses voice to text to write 10 page papers. She used it to write all of her college essays. And here's how it works. So whenever Victoria is given a writing prompt, she opens up Google Docs on her phone and she starts getting her ideas down using the voice to text function which is that little microphone in the bottom right corner of your keyboard. So then when she's in front of her computer at home, all that's really left is to organize and edit. Just like that, Victoria's accomplished in about an hour what would take most of us several hours, if not days, to complete. Now, I've definitely used voice to text before, but for some reason I thought it was just for texting. Maybe you thought the same thing. I mean, who knew? I guess Victoria knew, and now I'm catching on. You can see how voice to text can speed up your process and get words on the page at rapid speed. I was so floored by this trick that I thought I'd share it with my nieces, Ruby and Naomi. They're 18 and they're twins, and like Victoria, they're about to graduate high school virtually. So I started telling them about voice to text. And they nodded. Oh yeah, we use voice to text. There's all kinds of apps that speed things up. Between the two of them, they went on to list a bunch of apps I'd never heard of and many processes that I thought were still manual. Naomi told me about an app where you can take a picture of a math problem with your phone and it'll spit out the answer. It's called PhotoMath. There's another one that spits out citations with proper formatting. And they've been submitting their work through Google Classroom since before school got canceled. Google Classroom automatically checks for plagiarism. I mean, these were great, but I wasn't sure how I could use any of these in my marketing, so I pushed for more. There's a plugin called Grammarly, Ruby told me, that will not only check my grammar, but would also rank my work as professional or academic or even casual. Okay. This was one we as marketers could definitely use. There's something to Grammarly, especially for marketers who don't feel confident in their writing abilities or their writing style. This plugin can help. But I will say this, if writing comes naturally, you should definitely trust your instincts, especially if you're writing more persuasively. Your writing needs to sound natural. And when it comes to writing good copy for marketing, Easy to read definitely beats out perfect grammar. So hop on over to episode three for more on this topic. 
There was one more thing my nieces mentioned that really jumped out at me. Remember English Lit and all of the books we had to read over the summer and throughout the school year? The reading lists that we remember from high school might as well be renamed listening lists because the class of 2020 uses apps like Audible to read books without ever having to turn a page. Imagine if you grew up listening to the classics instead of reading them. I love libraries. I love physical books. But there's something about listening that helps us absorb the information. And with a good storyteller, the stories might even stick with us longer. This got me thinking about the way I communicate. And I think there's a lot of power in audio. Think about it. I'm in your ears right now. You might be multitasking, but you're absorbing my words in a way that's different than if you were just reading it on the page. You're hearing my tone, my inflection and emphasis. So how can we work audio into more of what we're doing? Maybe it's internal voice memos that get the point across faster than an email. Or maybe it's audio or video testimonials from past guests posted on social and across your website instead of only written word. I'd totally be missing the mark if I didn't mention social media today and the way it's being used by the class of 2020 and the millennials that came before them. Getting your social media mix right is so important because it can help you get in front of future guests in a more organic way than traditional marketing. So let's talk about this. You know, while the older generations, and yes, I'm talking about myself here, we still run to TripAdvisor to read reviews and compare hotels. The younger set is finding travel inspiration without ever having to leave their favorite social media site. They're watching as friends and people they admire share travel photos, hotel tours, and Insta-worthy moments. There's a funny thing that happens, and you may have heard of it. It's called FOMO, or fear of missing out. It's especially common in the younger set. It's that feeling that they're missing out on what their friends and people they admire are doing or wearing or saying online. Around 70% of social media users experience FOMO. And of course, brands are going to capitalize on this. They're putting their products in the hands of users with high visibility, also known as influencers. And that is becoming a marketing effort in its own right. While many hotels and most restaurants don't have a budget dedicated to influencer marketing just yet, there's a crop of micro-influencers with small, highly engaged audiences who are willing to work on trade agreements because they see the campaign as mutually beneficial. And there's also, you know, simple user-generated content, which is people showing up at your property or your restaurant, noticing an experience that they feel is Insta-worthy and sharing it on their social channels. And when it comes to choosing a hotel or a destination, 80% of travelers trust their peer group over experts. So think of influencers as the most popular kids in high school. The clothes they wear, the places they go, and the way they speak 
influences the rest of the school. It's the same idea on social media. You want to align yourself with people with real influence over your audience. Now, you won't see a high school senior reading a guidebook, but you will definitely see them scrolling their social feeds, watching YouTube videos, and practicing dance moves for TikTok. You might be thinking, Amy, my customers aren't on TikTok. There's just no way. But that's exactly what hotels said when Instagram started 10 years ago. And look at it now. It's not surprising that high schoolers are the early adopters. Right now, there aren't many businesses on the app of 800 million users. And there actually isn't that much content for all those users either. Which means, unlike Facebook and Instagram, the content you post has a longer shelf life. Now could be the time to figure out TikTok and get in while the getting's good. As you think about your marketing strategy, hone in on your social strategy and attach some real goals to it. A lot of my strategies for hotels include influencer and brand partnerships to grow your audience, consistent posting to show up for your followers, and opt-in offers that are strong enough to convince a user to get off the app and actually subscribe to your email list. Just remember that 80% of travelers don't book with the first brand that's top of mind. Most are influenced by what they're seeing online. And this isn't just the class of 2020. This is true across the board. So social media might be a fast track to making your marketing more efficient by meeting your future guests where they're already hanging out online. The next thing we can learn from the class of 2020 is blind faith. Now we all know the stereotype that teenagers think they know everything and they lack life experience. But first of all, when did believing in yourself become a bad thing? The class of 2020 is uniquely situated to walk into this world with that blind faith still intact and also a healthy dose of reality. You know, senior prom's been canceled, and graduating seniors have just found out that graduation's canceled, too. What happens when everything you're looking forward to crumbles? When you're told being in the classroom, the thing you've been doing for the last 12 years, is non-essential. This has been a struggle for all of us, and none of us, except for the survivors of Spanish flu a century ago, have ever dealt with a global pandemic. But I see the class of 2020 rising to the top. I see them getting outside to watch the sunset. I see their optimism. I see them cooking. I see them shaking their hips on TikTok. I see them hopeful and planning for their future. Right now, instead of binge watching Netflix with the rest of us, many seniors are finding ways to help their fellow classmates and the world. Some high schoolers have spent their time away from school printing masks and face shields on 3D printers. Others are volunteering at shelters or caring for their younger siblings so their parents could keep working through these hard times. They've also adopted online learning like the pros we knew they were when it comes to technology. So let's get back to this idea of blind faith and why it's such a good thing. There's a certain confidence about seniors, have you noticed? 
Maybe it's because it's their last year. They're at the top of their class. They've got swagger. And if you're not living under a rock, you've noticed all the dancing happening on social media and their willingness to be in front of the camera. It's something we can all learn from them. The rest of us, we go at life with a little more cynicism. We've been in the real world. We've been climbing metaphorical ladders and maybe real ones, and we know how tough life is. We tend to survey the scene. We compare ourselves to our neighbors. We look around at what already exists before we put our own ideas out into the world. Many of us aren't the first to raise our hand. We fear that our question or our answer might be wrong or that our idea has already been taken. But if we put ourselves in the class of 2020's mindset, we can have more faith in ourselves. Maybe it's not blind, but it's no longer limiting. I mean, the class of 2020 is now entering the world with the unbreakable confidence of a young adult and some life experience to back it up. I look back to my early 20s when I still had that limitless mindset myself. I had no idea how hard it would be to get a book published. So after the manuscript was complete, I knew it wasn't going to sit on a shelf and collect dust. And yes, back then, it was a printed manuscript. So I pitched my story to the execs of UTA while catering a party at one of their houses. If I'd known who I was dealing with, I would have been intimidated. If I'd known that as a server I wasn't supposed to do that, I wouldn't have done it. I probably wouldn't have mentioned my book at all, and I would have missed out on an opportunity that changed my life. I'm so glad I was limitless back then, because guess what happened? They loved my pitch. They asked me to show up at their office on Monday morning with a copy of my manuscript. Fast forward a few months, and I had a literary agent. And a few months after that, I had a book deal. So again, just imagine if we could harness that confidence in ourselves along with our real-world experience, how much more we could accomplish if we believed less in our own limits and more in possibilities. Elk Cove Vineyards is one of the original wine growers in Oregon and home to my favorite rosé. A year ago, my sister and I visited the vineyard. She sent a case to Manhattan with a plan to open one bottle per month till she came back. But a year later, instead of visiting Oregon, she was fighting COVID-19 as a doctor in New York. She'd call me after the longest days of her life, and one night she said, I opened my last bottle of Pinot Blanc from Elk Cove. It's the only thing I wanted after today. If you've ever needed wine to save your day, be like Abby and grab some from Elk Cove. Visit howtosharepodcast.com slash wine to receive a $10 gift with purchase. The third thing I learned from the class of 2020 is to adopt a beginner's mind. I'm amazed at how today's seniors are active on Twitter, sharing stories about their own politics and informing themselves through podcasts and just plain hungry for knowledge outside of the classroom. As adults, we tend to stay in our lanes. I listen mostly to marketing and business podcasts right now. And back when I was going through IVF treatments to have my son, 
I was listening almost exclusively to podcasts about health and pregnancy. It might have something to do with adults putting a premium on our time. But then how do we explain our Netflix cues, right? I mean, we're definitely more task-oriented by day. Get up, I get the baby up, we feed ourselves, we start work, we exercise, make dinner, we Netflix and chill, and then we go to bed. If there's time to squeeze in a podcast, it's always while multitasking. But the class of 2020 has more time to pursue their own curiosities. Having a curious mind and stepping outside of our lanes for a while can shed light and new perspective on the task at hand. In marketing, if we only ever compared our campaigns to what other hotels were doing, if we only ever took cues from other hotels, that would be pretty boring. We'd all end up doing the same thing and saying the same thing and sounding the same. This would make it more difficult for consumers to choose one hotel over the other, and they'd end up using something like price as a strong factor in their decision-making process. They'd be less loyal to us and more loyal to the almighty dollar. Wait a second. This has kind of already happened with Booking.com and Expedia, right? So let's step back. Let's step away from the other hotels and let's fill our minds with something other than hotel marketing campaigns. If you adopted a beginner's mind, what would you be doing in your spare time? What would you be listening to or reading? If you had no lanes or blinders put up, where would you find inspiration? This might be a tough question to answer. A good place to start is to think about brands that inspire you outside of hospitality. What do you love about them? Become a subscriber to their email list and see what you can glean from their communications. There's a lot here, so I want to recap. Today, we learned all about how to make your marketing more efficient by taking cues from the class of 2020. From Victoria, we learned about how to use technology to get words on paper as quickly as we've thought of them by using voice-to-text and shaving off hours from writing communications, both internal and external. We also talked about Ruby and Naomi, my nieces who have an app for everything, including Grammarly, which is a great tool for those of us who write every day. We talked about how the class of 2020 uses social media to connect and to seek out inspiration. We talked about FOMO as a marketing tactic and how we should be on the forefront of testing out the latest and greatest social media features and platforms. Finally, we talked about exploring outside of your lane how investing time into seeking out knowledge across different industries could save you time in front of your computer trying to keep up with the hotel around the corner. By getting outside of your lane, you'll find a wealth of fresh ideas and you might even strike gold. If we can stay curious, we'll expand our own worldview much like the class of 2020 is doing right now. We'll be able to think more creatively about the task at hand and our future. So now I turn this one over to you.
Maybe like me, you've learned something from the class of 2020. Maybe you've learned from Victoria, Ruby, or Naomi today. Head over to howtosharepodcast.com slash nine and leave a comment to let me know. As always, keep sharing your stories. Thanks for listening to the How to Share podcast. If you loved this episode, make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening. How to share.